You're listening to Version Control, Pounding Grain's digital news podcast. So you've heard rumblings of a beast from the east known as TikTok, but you haven't quite figured it out yet? No sweat. Here's a quick breakdown on the ins and outs of the app that everyone's talking about. TikTok, as we know it today, was born out of Chinese tech startup ByteDance's purchase of the lip-syncing app Musical.ly. Though lip-syncing to favorite songs remains popular on TikTok, the app has expanded into a seemingly endless stream of challenges, dances, stunts, and skits. This one skews heavily in favor of the Gen Z cohort. An estimated 60% of TikTok's 26.5 million monthly active users in the U.S. are aged 16 to 24. With 500 million active users and backing from a startup valued at $75 billion, TikTok is a sleeping giant in the advertising world. It may have finally awoken in the Western market, however, due in no small part to a certain country crossover top 100 hit. That was Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. In one of those perfect storm of factors moments, the country song that no one thought they wanted became a top 100 billboard hit, propelled by its usage in millions of TikTok memes. In one fell swoop, American investors have realized the money and star-making potential of TikTok. But how do brands get into the mix? TikTok recently introduced video ads that run when users open the app. Currently, users are fed a video ad before approximately every fifth organic post. At 15 seconds per post, that equals a lot of ad time. Or you could go the Red Bull route, which is to develop influencers and push content on their own channels, which equals more authenticity from an audience perspective as well. Like it or loathe it, TikTok is a force to be reckoned with and it's coming your way. So get on the train or get out of the way because it's TikTok time and we are digging into the whys, the whens, and the hows of using social media's new kid on the block. Version Control presents the TikTok Takeover. Well, we got photos, we got stuff to talk about, we got a timer. What are are we missing? Anything? Intelligence. (laughs) Gonna have to to wing that one. (laughs) Hopefully we can fake it. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back. It's version control episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And today we've got to my left, Ivana. That's me. And across from Ivana is our very own Nick Kewen. Hi. And I'm Scott. We're very obviously missing a fourth today as today's subject is so niche um, that nobody felt comfortable talking about it. No, we're kidding. This is actually, we're talking about TikTok, which is the fastest growing mobile social app in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, does anybody want to kind of let us know why we should be talking about this? Well, why don't we start with... Who amongst us is an active TikTok user? No hands are currently raised. <laughs> I know, I know you are, Scott. It's not a, a. I guess it's a loose definition of active TikTok user. I am an active TikTok viewer. Uh, to this day, I have not made a TikTok video. Um, 
but I do know how to work it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I have made one, but I've never shown it to anybody. So. Oh. No, it was mainly just to, like play with the filters and like do cool stuff. We got to see it. No, it was a while ago. So outda- it was like 15 minutes ago. It's outdated. So is it fair to admit that even though we're talking about TikTok right now, we're also saying that we're learning this, this uh, beast that is TikTok as well? Like we're just like dipping our toes, trying to figure out where and how this thing can work for us? Well, I think all three of us have heard about TikTok and read about it in, you know, the the publications that we follow, but none of us have like come across it authentically like kids nowadays have and have already like dove into using it and made a part of their social media mm-hmm. folder basically of apps. So, yeah, I'm I'm like you, like I've scrolled through a couple times, but I'm definitely not on there consistently. However, I do come across because I'm spending more time on Facebook and Instagram still. Um, I come across TikTok videos there that mm. get repopulated on other social media websites. That's a good sign that like a, a system is working is when people are taking the content and sharing it on other systems. It's like when people would share Reddit content and then that's kind of spread yeah. the lore of Reddit. I feel like the same thing is happening with TikTok. Mm-hmm. I actually started watching it with like YouTube would have like this week in TikTok kind of thing. You just kind of see what was going on, which is how we learned about weird things like Baby Shark. Totally. And so amazing. Love Baby Shark. Yeah. <laughs> but I think at the risk of sounding like, you know, a noob, a naive noob or an old, um, I think that TikTok, even though it gives you such an incredible array of tools for, for creation, it seems like people put so much time and effort into most of their videos that that almost seems like a barrier. So you have all the, the, the tools there for you, but it also seems like you're really going to have to, you know, bring your a game when you start creating for it. I'm, I don't know. The thing is, is like, I've, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Like there's some ones that are really well produced. I exactly. would say I actually don't like those ones. Like Same. they, they just seem like they're trying really, really hard mm. to be like it again. It, I, I see a Steve Buscemi meme in my head when I see those. Um, <laughs> but what I really like is like the people that aren't using a lot of the actual features other than maybe like split screen or when they do duets and stuff like that. It's just, it's just people doing weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the draw. Yeah. And I think that's why it has blown up because it is so accessible. And um, although Instagram, we've talked about this before, has made a return to more authentic, um, unfiltered content, um, most of the social media sites out there are very uh, curated and like specifically treated. So TikTok has been this return to authentic content, grab your phone, make a video with your friends, laugh about it, put it up. It's, it's accessible to everybody. So I think that's also the draw. The music is also a huge oh, draw definitely. too. Like that, just to have that 15 second clip, whether it's a lip sync spot or it's just music to put behind a video, it, you don't, you didn't realize how important that is until you don't have that. So like when you're watching an Instagram story right now, that's silent, you're just kind of like, mm-hmm. I need, I need something. I need music or some, some kind of background. And I think TikTok has kind of trained us that you need it. Totally. Well, in, in fairness though, um, the reason that Instagram stories are silent for us a lot of the times is that Instagram hasn't figured out licensing rules for Canada. I know. So we just don't have Instagram music. They, so they just haven't figured out Canada. No. <laughs> but They're like, they don't need music. Yeah. We'll prioritize our people. Totally. But also, interestingly, tic- or the music industry is now you know, paying attention to TikTok. And the same gray area has opened up where at first the music industry was sort of like, sure, go ahead and use this stuff. Maybe it'll be some good promotion. 
now all of a sudden a new artist can be made through TikTok. And then the, and then the question is like, how, how do you monetize these plays that are happening on it? But the, the, the origin story of TikTok is actually kind of interesting just, just with its relation to music specifically, because it, it was a, um, it is basically the reborn app of Musical.ly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it became massively huge in China and India. And it's, it's also interesting to see like North America is like the last place to get it. Like for for once, where it's just like this massive global trend, um, and then North Americans are finally kind of getting on it, and they're they are kind of putting their own spin on it. But to be honest, I don't even care where I'm watching the content from, and the the, the TikTok community in general is just very kind of like it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, we're all just here to make weird stuff. Totally, and also that it's interesting that you bring it up the uh, Asian perspective because it might have cracked the code for um, a sort of universal entertainment style. That cultural conversion between comedy is often um, a huge barrier, but this is often very physical. It's dancing and yeah. sort of like... Mm-hmm. Lots of dancing, singing, things like is, that. Which is totally cool. Yeah, and uh, doesn't necessarily need to be in any one language. There's no, no talking happening usually. And that's where the music helps. Yeah. Right, it's just like could be in any language, but they're using a song that everybody recognizes and that kind of gets you to stop and, and take a look at it. So I guess we should do a really quick breakdown of what TikTok actually is as we're like 10 minutes into this conversation. But I guess the best way to explain it is it's like a cross between a Snapchat story or an Instagram story and a lip syncing music app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the rebirth of Vine, but yeah, better. a little bit of Vine, and it started specifically as a lip sync, lip syncing yeah. app. Yeah, I think but, they were really smart, and they were like, "Okay, Musically is doing well, but what else?" Because mm-hmm. right now it's um, just lip syncing, and then they were like, "Okay, well, the music is the key. The, the music is a differentiating factor across mm-hmm. the other social media platforms that are available. So let's take that and open up the creative freedom to our users, and just let them make it blow up, which mm-hmm. is." what has happened and also give creator tools such as mm-hmm. filters mm-hmm. in-app editing um so yeah you don't have to know how to operate adobe premiere anymore if you want to or after effects if you want to toss in some cool little effects to your sweet video um tiktok has given you all the tools right there i think it's also less um it's less curated on purpose for that reason too, where there's just like, it, it is weird to see really polished things on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like about it too, is just, is like you mentioned it earlier, Ivana, is like the community behind it. So like the main thing that I look on TikTok for is, is the hashtag challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, because every day there's something really weird and something different. And you just kind of like see what people are doing outside of your own circle. And then what that does is it kind of lights a fire for everybody else. Cause you could have somebody, you know, the challenge could be a, a magic trick or something like that. And somebody's doing that in, in Illinois. And then all of a sudden somebody in Hong Kong does it mm-hmm. and then somebody in India. And it's really cool to just kind of see it spread across in that sense. Yeah. And it's also in, in, in that sense as well, it's the first social media platform that's gained any prevalence that you haven't needed to build up your own circle first and then branch out of it. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's uh, very accepting. It's just like uh, the, I find the, the ability to discover different things in TikTok is a lot more seamless than some of the other social apps. They're, mm-hmm. they're almost um, categorizing things too well in other apps where mm-hmm. it's like, Ooh, 
here's all the food content. Here's all the comic book content. And it's just like, I don't want to see that. I just kind of want to see people doing weird things. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that too. Um, like, cause we were talking about the algorithm of, of within the app. And I find that like within TikTok, it gets what I like, but it also is serving me a bunch of stuff that I would never have searched on my own, but I'm like, this is fun. This is different. Whereas other apps tend to like really pigeonhole you. And then you're only going to be served whatever you look at. And like, that's it. Um, and I think the other thing that's great about TikTok, Scott, you kind of said how you're mostly a viewer. You don't really create content. Um, but the app like allows for users to do that too. Like it's really easy to just consume content and not necessarily have to engage. You just continuously scroll and the interface is very simple, which is smart because people can spend hours just scrolling through. Mm-hmm. The, to, to be honest, the, when I, when I was attempting to kind of make one, the, is it the, about your cats? It totally is. And, and, and here's the thing where, where like it, I got stuck because there's so much music to choose from and you want to find that the, the perfect clip. And I was just kind of like it, it, like I thought about it. I overthought it. And I think that's the key to TikTok. The second you feel yourself overthinking it, it's done. Yeah. Because then when you watch the content on there, you can tell that, you know, a lot of people are, aren't thinking. <laughs> I think, I think you're right because like you said, the ones, the, the content that's really carefully curated um, and they're trying to become a thing or start a trend um, that's often just fuel for other people to make fun of which is like something we haven't touched on yet which is like how TikTok has basically brought together all of the trolls but also the serious creators of the internet into one place because not only can you use um, like artists songs but you can use audio from like videos that went viral and have its own meme and and like you have to just get it to get it i mean i do it is very inviting right it kind of like opens the door and says if you want to make stuff there's an audience here that will enjoy just stuff in general totally yeah and it it, like i think you're hitting on it too nick and just like this barrier to entry for for creation of video or music video is so much lower with an app like this and i think that's what makes it really really popular and i already alluded to it as well but i don't think i said it overtly that you don't have to build up a huge friend group first to toss it out into the world, mm-hmm. uh, which was a barrier to entry in, even in Instagram. You know, you, it takes a while to build up uh, massive followers. So I do. There are. I mean, we're talking about it, and, it, and it's like this sort of uh, it's this juggernaut right now, and it's you know we're talking about it in a very positive sense. But I mean, it's in its core, it is still um, a social network. There are definitely like it's not perfect. No. Um, I think what it has done really well is kind of created this community that's willing to share. But at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of different news stories out there now where, I mean, a a woman recorded herself ending her life on TikTok. I mean, it was really sad. These are things that are actually happening because it's so popular and because people are starting to become obsessed with it as well. So I know you mentioned before that it's like it's less, you know, you're not actually quote unquote liking or, or whatever, but you, you are, I mean, they're, they're, they are counting views mm-hmm. and it's doing the same thing that other social networks are doing. It's, it's, it's kind of like projecting um, self-worth on, on the internet, which is never a good thing. True. So, I mean, it, it, for all the great aspects of TikTok from a creator standpoint, uh, I think it's there, but again, it's dangerous too, mm-hmm. just like everything else. And it's also fully algorithmic in the sense that, again, because you didn't build up a friend base first, I mean, other apps or social media platforms were algorithmic, but they had that basis to go on. So TikTok is taking any sort of data of, of, from any of your 
um, engagement or usage data will be taken into account more so than your friend group. Mm -hmm. We won't have that. So they're profiling you in different ways, basically. But they're still profiling you. Still profiling you, definitely. But it's sort of like a a left turn from what platforms used to profile Mm -hmm. uh, to some extent. But also it's in terms of the morality of it, it's very interesting because it it's not surprising that we didn't get into it until a little later because musically especially was very openly targeting like eight to 10 year olds originally. So they were, they were going very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but who, who, who loves to lip sync, you know? Oh yeah. It made perfect sense. Yeah. But you could, you of course wade into a whole new realm of moral quandary Mm-hmm. when you're targeting children specifically for something that's notably addictive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, a, that is the other thing too, is, is the reason or one of the reasons why it's had such a meteoric rise is, is, is the adoption of the, of the youth market, like, mm-hmm. and not just, you know, 17 to 25, like significantly younger, like mm-hmm. 11 to 15. This is, this is the one app, not one app, but this is one of many apps that they're using on an, on an hourly basis, I would say. Mm-hmm. And Baby Shark did become a thing for a reason. Definitely. I think that was actually a children's song. Yeah. It's hard to believe now since it's even reached, uh, <laughs> it's reached my ears, but, <laughs> um, but in terms of like, um, like a marketing sense, I, kn- I know the, you know, as a, as a watcher on TikTok, I've started to notice quite a few ads. Um, I mean, it, it it's been a few months now. It hasn't been a full year for TikTok's, you know, massive adoption in North America. Um, but I kind of feel like it's a little early for that already. Like, mm-hmm. they, did they really need that? It's at, at some point it's inevitable. I get that. But I was kind of hoping this one would stay clean for a little while. I think because of the inevitability, that's sort of a, a moot point. It's coming. Yeah. But more of the question is, since it's coming, what's the best in? Um, the best end I honestly believe is just to make stuff right as a brand, like don't buy ad space in TikTok. just make TikTok content. Well, that's debatable of course, because as we've talked about a million times before, authenticity is hard to portray. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to wade into the game saying we're going to make awesome stuff and everyone's going to love it, maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. So interruption ads are actually maybe more effective you're just saying hey we're a brand this is what we're doing we're trying to sell you something that's it yeah totally and, and i'm just trying to think of from a viewer standpoint how i would more easily adopt that in and i'm, I'm kind of taking a page out of what instagram has done lately is it's more uh integrated into your feed in a natural sense so it's like it's reading what you follow and kind of do that mm. um i think i don't know i mean obviously be very very delicate with it but there is a place for brands on tiktok if they do it really really well and not everybody should be on it let's make that very very clear you <laughs> uh, should not be on it a bank right what kind of ads have you seen like was it well, Did they it just feel like Instagram ads or were they making use of the platform? This is because we work in marketing though. And I, I can watch an ad and, and, and within five seconds determine whether it was made for the platform or not. And all TikTok ads were definitely made for a generalized platform and they're just pulling them in because none of them are framed properly. None of them are timed properly. It's all just on like a snippet of a larger ad. So I feel like they're experimenting a little bit. They're selling um, larger chunks of space within the feeds and they're just kind of seeing how many eyeballs they can get on things. I would assume within a few months, you're going to be able to, you know, upload directly into their ad server and, and be able to do that. But you can tell. 
you can tell it's part of a larger service right now. Hmm. Um, so as TikTok watchers, what are you, what are some interest, like what got you hooked or if you're hooked at all, like what did you watch on that? And you're like, I can't stop scrolling. Okay. Well, if you want my obvious, my honest opinion, yeah, I'm not hooked by ah. any means. Um, I think it's pretty interesting and I dip in every now and then and check it out. But I have the opposite where it's like ad nauseum. I'm after a few minutes. I'm just like, okay, I'm done with this for a minute. It's just like coming at you chaotically. Mm -hmm. It's so short and it's so varied. Do you know what I mean? Like everything is like yeah. this zany new thing for like 20 seconds Yeah, that it, it feels like your brain's exploding a little bit. And that's just me. Okay. It's just like coming that's at me too. It's like the kids love. <laughs> yeah. It's like what kids love. True. Um, and I, I don't, I can't speak to the brain of a child <laughs> anymore. I was probably a weird kid to begin with. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a bit much, but I can really also see how people, the addictive nature of it, because it's like, it's the ultimate, like flipping channels. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, maybe, and maybe this is just because I watch it too much, mm -hmm. um, but I actually do start to see quite obvious patterns every once in a while. Like if I'm on it too much and, and I've, and I've stopped on something and I've let it play twice, then something similar my, in my next time that I open up the app, something similar will come up. So, and again, like the, this, the one example is I'm sure you guys have all seen this one where it's just like this magic egg experiment where somebody put an egg in a bowl of like Sprite yeah. And then yeah. they'll be like 24 hours later and they'll come back. And I was like, this is not real, but I watched it twice. And now that's all I get. I get so many egg experiments at that in the, um, the backwards flip oh, off yeah. of the swing. It's weird. Like you were saying how it's just kind of coming at you. But for a while I would get, yeah, the egg experiment, the backwards flip and the moonwalk, like just over and over and over again. So that was actually one of the reasons why I was like, okay, I'm just going to put it away for a day. And then you come back and it's just like all, all this new weird stuff. I also really like the duets and it's like super corny, but it's just kind of like seeing people like lip sync and then the, the you know, with other people who they don't even know. Yeah. I think that's a cool Someone thing from across the world. Yeah. Yeah. There was this weird trend where <laughs> it's so dumb. My favorite are the ones that completely aren't taking themselves seriously and they're just dicking around for lack of a better term. Um, and there was like this trend where they would put papers in a row and like they would write something on the papers. They would fold up papers and put place them in a row on the ground and then like knock them out of the way. And so you'd read one at a time and it would always like end on something that's like a surprise or like a curveball. And it was just so dumb. And I just, yeah. <laughs> Here's an interesting question that I've just thought of right now. But have you ever heard of anyone doing anything for like social causes? on there or is it only fluff like is there anything with any depth i'm sure there will be kind of like the what was it the asl ice bucket challenge yeah like stuff like that i'm sure if i'm sure it exists i haven't seen it um and if it doesn't exist it, i'm sure it'll come across soon but it'll probably be like started by some brand right i was just thinking about it because there's as as we speak there's some major social unrest happening in china and in hong kong more specifically um so i know the tiktok is huge there is anyone talking about that? I don't know. Sounds like a no at this point. A huge uh, opportunity to be had there for people who want to get any sort of voice heard if they can do it right. I think that's the that's the key. Is if it can feel like it belongs there, then I don't think it, you know. I think it'll be very successful. But it's like with all things, right? I mean, sadly, even if it is for a good cause, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel authentic, it's going to get booted. Like nobody's going to watch it or 
people are going to say something about it that they probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I mean, I think it's it, it's kind of at that weird sweet spot of uh, of an activity, a, a part that's part of a lot of people's day that hasn't been totally cracked by tech and brands yet. And I mean, I think it's really only a matter of time, but it is a really interesting time to kind of look at TikTok at its infancy right now in North America, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of see what like what a, a, a social network can actually do from a power standpoint when there's nobody but the community running it right now. Respect the hustle. Uh, my respect the hustle this week is an Instagram account that, uh, I recently started following. I, I follow a lot of similar accounts, but this one really kind of stuck out to me. Um, and this kind of says a little bit about me that I don't know if anybody knew, but I'm like really, really, really into snacks. Um, like for those that don't, that don't know, uh, I would call Scott the, the snack king. Snack ambassador. At the town and green. Yeah, yeah. Snack ambassador in the six. He's always walking around offering snacks. Um, so I found, well, I didn't find, I mean, somebody sent this to me. It's an Instagram account called candy hunting. And when I was growing up, like it was always really cool for when my parents would drive us down to the U S and you go across the border and you'd, you'd find snacks that weren't available in Canada. And it was insane. Um, it just happens less and less now because I think a lot more of it is still a lot more of it is cross border, but this, this candy hunting Instagram account, you can see some stuff here from like the far reaches of the world that you'll never, you'll never be able to get in a regular store in, in Canada necessarily, but it is just cool just to know that that stuff's out there. And like, if I ever do magically visit a Seven Eleven in Indonesia, I can get like a, you know, uh, a mint chocolate chip Oreo or uh, I want the what did it say the cookies and cream pop tart cereal so Thank that that God. is my respect the hustle I think it's really cool like a lot of people show you know this, these vacation photos and like you know that's awesome and stuff but like what kind of cool snacks can you get in like Osaka Japan is like, this is this just a fan made account I haven't looked too much into it yeah like do you tag them of your finds and then they share them or is it like one guy <laughs> traveling the world for snacked goods uh it doesn't look like they're tagging cool yeah i mean i think it's just kind of like Snack you know they talk about limited edition snacks this is like it's it's instagram accounts like these that, that break the news of like the game of thrones oreo and stuff like that like just right now they're breaking the stranger things coca-cola can <laughs> uh, which is kind of interesting new coke that is yes Yes, new Coke. So that's what I got. Cool. Are you lost snacks? I'm hungry now. <laughs> uh, Ivana, what do you got? I'm talking about Spotify today. So you may have heard that earlier this month, um, they announced that they were going to start releasing, or they have released, a bunch of podcast playlists, playlists, which is part of their you know play into really pushing uh, playlists, which is smart. Wait. Podcast. Let me go back. Yeah. <laughs> So earlier this month, Spotify announced that they would start creating podcast playlists, which was really smart. And it's part of their push to really prioritize, or I guess not prioritize, but really uh, market their podcast ability and like all of the content that's available. So the latest playlist that's kind of related to podcasts that they've announced is a playlist called Your Daily Drive, which is obviously hinted towards like commuters or people who drive to work um and the idea is that it's kind of like mimicking good old school radio but 
it's infusing what Spotify does best, which is like curated playlists. So it will take some of your favorite songs or like um, songs that they think you'll like, and they mix it in with sound um, sound by like news snippets from Wall Street Journal, NPR, and Public Radio International. So um, all day long, whenever you're listening to it, you'll get a little bit of your best like top hits that you like to listen to, and then current news. Um, and the interesting thing about this is it's the only playlist that Spotify has available that updates multiple times a day because they have their like weekly mixes and their daily mixes, but this one's going to try to like be as current as possible. So whenever you pop it on, it'll be the latest news, which I think is really smart. So kudos to, kudos to Spotify for continuing to innovate. It's always funny how amazing digital platforms often end up mimicking their precursors in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, they, they go back to what worked, but they make it better. Like right. in this way, it's a return to radio, but it's personalized. You don't totally. have to sit through, I mean, if you're paying premium, you don't have to sit through commercials. A new generation of it. But it's also, you know, maybe not fully now for Spotify users, but um, the next generation maybe will never have actually used traditional radio yeah Which sounds strange but mm-hmm. um no you're right like they won't know what it is they won't even know what it they is they might so. use serious but that's about it yeah well like, i mean most people right now wouldn't even have an opportunity to use traditional radio if it weren't for in a cars yeah but even then yeah everyone tosses the aux yeah or the bluetooth or whatever yeah uh okay so mine is i'm gonna require a bit of help from Ivana maybe, but we'll see. It's always interesting how uh, I don't know about these incredibly popular niche online communities and how online communities like happen uh, and are so, you know, fervent in their love for whatever they're into. And what I'm talking about is the valley. Oh, the valley folk? The valley folk. That's it. I was oh, gonna call cool. Them the, You're bringing them up? Bringing them up Sweet. because Ivana made a jingle for them oh god which i'm definitely going to rip no. and play yeah. Yeah. and it's gonna That's be great fair. it's totally fair and the whole point was that the valley folk whom i had never heard of have this very loyal fan base and they opened it up to the fans to make jingles for them which apparently was a great success and a lot of people actually make them send them in and they get used for every every episode so are you asking our listeners to make us a jingle right now nick I would love that. Who out, the, out there, of all of you, of the version control nation, <laughs> uh, has the ability to do that, please do. Um, but also, maybe if you want a little bit of inspiration, listen to this. Thanks for listening to Version Control, the TikTok takeover. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to rate us on iTunes.